welcome. This is wasabi. This is no longer a music uh, podcast. This is a ASMR podcast. Not really. Um, sorry, I just wanted to. I like quite like the crunch on these. They are in the ever weird world of Korean snacks. These are um, they're like rice cakes, but they're shaped like um, kind of like corn on the cob. Or like a dildo, depending on what sort of mood you're in. Uh, but yeah, it's essentially just a rice cake that's shaped like in a tubular way. Anyway, I'll get rid of them because they're very noisy. I always think when I see that word, well, the acronym ASMR, I always think, I, I don't know why, but the first word that comes to my mouth is uh, Aster Mouth. It just, as soon as I see ASMR, I think of Aster Mouth. Which, it doesn't even have an R in it, but I don't know, it's just a, a weird, that's like the first thing that comes to my head when I, when I see it. I don't, what does it even stand for? Fucking audio, sexual, massive release? You'd think it'd be that, wouldn't you? Here we are. Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. Okay, I wasn't, that's definitely not. Even if that came up on like, what's the word? Who wants to be a millionaire? Like a choice of four. I wouldn't have said that. I would have gone for another one. Uh, anyway, so sorry about that. Weird opening. Uh, welcome to Wasabi. I think we're on episode four now. Plowing through. Plowing through them, aren't we? Hopefully this isn't your first one. Hopefully you've, you've listened a few more times beforehand. And if you have, I appreciate the loyalty. You are like a little dog. A loyal little dog. Um, anyway, all right, let's 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 crack on. Let's kick off with the first track. This is um, "Jazzy Night" by Miki Matsubora. Jazzy Night, Miki Matsubora.
Matsubura, some Japanese city pop. Uh, oh, sorry, I was just playing with elastic band and it snapped. Uh, Miki Matsubura, Jazzy Night, city pop. I heard they, I heard your dad did a cover of that song and they changed it to Jizzy Night because there was loads of jizz. <laughs> uh, right, on we go. Um, I'm going to do a movie review. I'm going to do a double bill movie review double bill because uh, I watched two films in quite quick succession one after the other um, the other day so number one was um, The White Tiger um, so this is a film set in India and it's, it the language mixes between Hindi I think the Indian language Hindi and English um, new, brand, very new film. I think it got nominated for one of the Oscars, maybe best screenplay. Uh, but it was good. It was pretty good, you know. It's just, it's not groundbreaking. It's not going to set the world alight. But it's a very interesting story, uh, and it keeps you interested throughout the whole way through. Uh, I, yeah, I really liked it actually. Um, I, I think what I found the most interesting it is, ju it's just a well done story. Um, but it delves a lot into a lot of the Indian culture that I had no idea about in terms of like the the caste system and the class system there of different families and you basically if you're from a lower caste you know you've got no chance of ever making anything of yourself and if you're from a higher caste then you know the world's laid out for you I mean you know we have that in the west in a way but it's probably a bit more subtle and not so in India it just seems it's like that's the way you know and they don't even try and hide it or 
there's no shame or anything. They're just like, yep, yeah, this is our system. So I do worry about that film. Like if you were actually, if you had bad perceptions of Indian people beforehand, it doesn't really shine them in the best of light in terms of how their country's done. So you may feel a bit vindicated in your racist hatred for Indians, which would be a shame. I'm actually a bit um, ashamed of myself, to be honest, because I'm from a city where there is an awful lot of uh, Indian immigration. Uh, and my dad taught at a school that was sort of 90% Indian. And all the stuff that came up, I was like, I had no idea about most of this. It just, it was a, it was a bit of an education for me. Uh, but yeah, The White Tiger, it's a good film. If you just, it's, you know, it's just a well-done well story. Uh, the next one, uh, a bit different, but again, quite a new film. Again, I think it was in the Oscars. The main woman in it has been nominated for Best Actress. Uh, forget her name. I think she's an English, English actress. Uh, Pieces of a Woman, which sounds a bit like a fucking Ted Bundy poem, doesn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, it, this was pretty, pretty, pretty heavy stuff. Very emotional film. Um, essentially about a woman dealing, well, a couple dealing with um, uh, a, the death of their newborn baby, literally seconds after they gave birth to it. She gave birth to it. Uh, and it's a pretty heavy film, yeah. It's very good, very well acted. And it does, it, it approaches the subject in a very emotionally mature way. Um, and the woman, I keep forget, I can't remember her name, sorry. Uh, but the main actress is really good in it and Ellen Burstyn plays her mum who's very good in it although I think her character is she's a bit evil to the point where it's like unrealistic she's not evil but she's just she's quite horrible at times and it seems a bit unrealistic and I, for a film that is sort of tries very hard to be realistic I thought her character was just a little bit over the top in certain parts um the problematic thing about this movie is uh, Sheila Buff plays the boyfriend or the husband uh, and he's very, very good in it. But obviously it's quite hard to praise him nowadays with all the stuff that came out about him. And the fact that he clearly takes method acting a bit too far uh, and he's turned, ended up being a bit of a horrible piece of shit from the sounds of it. So, But he is very good in that film, so, you know... There you go. Uh, so yeah, pieces of a woman. Oh, oh pieces of a woman has a, a a childbirth scene that is one shot that lasts about twenty five minutes, and it is pretty fucking heavy. Just the camera keeps moving around the whole house, and all the fucking push, push, breathe. It's yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Anyway, movie review done. Out the way. Put it on the shelf. Let's go to another song. So this is quite a well-known band because it features Mick Cave and Mick Cave is obviously very, very uh, well-known, mainly for the bad seeds. Uh, but he's got that side project called Grinderman who are very, very good. I really like Grinderman. Uh, and they had a remix album that came out about 10 years ago. So this is Hyperworm Tamer by Grinderman and it is remixed by Uncle. Here we go. Grinderman, Hyperworm Tamer, remixed by Uncle.
Grinder Man, Hyper Worm Tamer, Uncle Remix. Fucking. That song has to be from a northern mining town in Wales because it is a Bangor. If you didn't fucking get that joke, you need to fucking read a map, mate. Uh, yeah, tune that is. Proper, proper naughty little tune. Uh, like I say, I, I actually saw Bad Seeds at Glastonbury not that few, a while, a while ago, quite a while ago, and I thought they were crap. I do really like them, and like, I don't know, I don't, I'm not obsessed with them, I don't really get obsessed with any band, so I don't know the whole back catalogue inside out, but do hear a song and go, this is well good, or how have I never heard this before? Every, you know, still doing that with the Bad Seeds, but when I saw them live, I just, it was, they were so boring, it was like lifeless. But Grinder Man, they have some, they're a bit heavier, they're a bit fuzzier and a bit uh, cheekier. But they've got some fucking bangers. Anyway, yeah, so we're on episode four now and I've, you know, obviously I've done three and I'm quite new to this. Not done it, done, not done this sort of thing for a long time. So obviously when you're doing it on your own as well, it's a bit, it's quite hard talking to yourself. You do sound like a bit of a fucking lunatic. Uh, but I played I played the first three back to myself because you know once once you've recorded it once you've done the editing you don't really want to deal with it anymore you just want to put it out there and and yeah that's it but I I had a drink the other night so I played them back just to see check the see if the the levels sound all right compared to other podcasts you know on the same sort of volume and shit uh, and yeah it's, they actually also thought they weren't too bad I was worried they were going to be proper shit. And I was like, God, this is awful. But I don't know, that's for you to decide, I suppose, not for me. Uh, but yeah, my point being is I did have a drink. So maybe my, uh, you know, my, my judgment had, had softened a little bit. And I've noticed that, not even just if I've had a drink, but have you ever had like a, your attitude or your, what you think is a good idea when it's very late at night is completely different to when you're, when you're awake the next day. And, it, you know, it could be fucking stone cold sober. But I, I often, like, um, I'm, like, still awake at 3 a.m. in bed trying to sleep. And I suddenly think of an idea for something. So then I get my phone and I write it on the notes app just to, like, remind myself. And then I'll check back on it a, new, a few days later in the afternoon. I'm like, that is fucking shocking. What made you think that would be a good idea? Do you know what I mean? It would just be like me thinking about, oh, maybe I should try this or try that. Like something creative, not like, you know, a uh, podcast idea or, you know, things like that. And then I write it down thinking it's amazing at 3 a.m. And then the next day or however long later, I check it again with when I'm sort of wide awake. And I think, God, that is terrible. What was I thinking? But I suppose we all do that. I, I don't know. I hope other people do that. Um, yeah. So let's crack on with um, song number trois. Trois. Trois French. Uh, Tres is Spanish. Sam is Korean. Uh, dry is German. Yeah. Bit of a bit of a education there. Uh, here we go. Uh, so this is some London rap. It's quite old, this song. Well, you know, it's not new, put it that way. But this is uh, The Thunderclaps, and the song is um, Judgment Day. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thunderclaps Judgment Day. Super fast fucking spit bars spitting, all that fucking crazy horns and bow, 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 bow. Oh, this fucking tune that is. 
uh, Thunderclap's Judgment Day. I don't know any of the people in that song. All, all the so it's, it says like featuring. I don't know. I guess you, guess you can find it yourself, but I've never heard of any of them. But again, I don't know an awful lot about that sort of music. I just find the odd thing and listen to it a lot. Uh, yeah. So sorry, my I'm a bit I'm a bit waylaid today uh, or at the moment, and my phone keeps going off because fucking. Prince Philip just died, didn't he? The old codger. And my f- news apps and texts and people are like, you know, just chatting shit. And I don't care. Um, so, yeah, I keep fucking... My phone keeps going off, so I should just put it in the other room, but what are you going to do? Uh, anyway, right, next topic. Uh, Love Island. I'm going to have a rant about Love Island because not enough people moan about it. I'm going to sound like fucking Piers Morgan or you know it's very easy to slag off Love Island but the thing that annoys me about Love Island is a lot of fucking like seem seemingly cool or woke you know people like stick up for it and it drives me fucking nuts it is just you know there's some very very woke people that you know all Jeremy Corbyn all Crush the Monarchy all uh, communism, oh, but I also love fucking Love Island. I just think those two things are entirely at odds. Love Island is like hyper capitalism put into a, like a disgusting reality show where people are just sold as commodities and fucking you know people will. I had I had one I had a story. One girl paid fifteen thousand pounds to get like s- surgery all over her body to try and get on Love Island and she was rejected and it's just like this is the sort of calibre of people that are, you know and it, you, you don't just go on Love Island and have a chance to win some money you go on and then you're you basically become an influencer and it's like the beginning it's the first rung on the ladder to be you know that that cunt uh, career of influencer gossip mags fucking you know, showing up to all the horrible places that people go to just to get your fucking face in the paper. And there's people that are very, you know, they champion social justice. They want the world to be a better place. And then they, they, but they, they love Love Island. I just don't get it. And they don't even admit that it's like a guilty pleasure. Like, I shouldn't like it, but I do. It's like, no, it's actually really important. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you are talking out your... Um, yeah I've not really articulated my hatred for it very well but I think you get the idea it's just disgusting people that the only thing that matters to them is how they look and and it's just it's sort of it, it promotes being horrible it promotes being a horrible person and there's so many horrible people now that have no talent do you know what I mean like they can't sing. Before, back in the day, you, you were famous because you could sing, you could dance, you could act, you could create art. Now you're just famous because you've you've had a you know you've had some plastic surgery and you're horrible. I don't get it. Anyway, sorry, I sound like a fucking proper old white guy. Oh, that's the other thing. That's what winds me up about the people, people from different from ethnic ethnic minorities. I've I've seen in the past have moaned that there's not enough representation for their 
their race or their ethnicity on the show. I'm like, why do you want to be represented on a horrible show like that? That's like fucking, you know, oh, uh, serial killers have got talent. You know, like a, a, a talent show for serial killers. And then like a Chinese person uh, going, why aren't Chinese people represented in this? Why is it only a white lineup of serial killers? This is disgusting. Where's my representation? Why do you want to be represent, represented on a fucking show like that? I get, I get the whole point of, you know, representation in, in the media or the Oscars or whatever. But Love Island, give me a break, man. Fucking hell. Oh, right. Next, let's, let's do the next song. I've gotten all hot and flustered. Dickhead. This is Nobukat. I've done a, doing another remix, sorry. I've not, it's two remixes in this bloody episode. What's going on? So this is Nobukazu Takamura, Let My Fish Loose. And it's remixed by Aphex Twin. Here we go.
Let My Fish Loose by Nobukazu Takamura, remixed by Aphex Twin. Weird little song that, isn't it? It's kind of that... I mean, it's actually, if you listen to the, uh, the original version, it's got like a lounge jazz sort of song, but Aphex Twin has turned it into like this fucking weird, very creepy song, but it's... I've I've been into that song since I was like seventeen. I've always it's always had like a profound effect on me. That song it's just really creepy, but really really interesting and really good as well. And for any of you uh, any of you ballet motherfuckers, uh, made did you notice that the uh, the melody of that weird weird little girl singing was Swan Lake? Yeah, now you get it, don't you? Fucking cheeky. All right, anecdote time. I don't, I've got a weird anecdote that happened to me the other night. Um, so I was on one of those, I mean, I, as you may or may already know, I'm in Korea, right? So it can be quite hard dating here because a lot of people don't speak much English and my Korean is still not very good because I'm just one of those monolingual fucking white Western dickheads that expects everyone to speak English but it is really hard as well Korean it is bare hard and I have tried to learn bits and I, I, I know a little bit but anyway it's quite hard to date it sometimes so you, you've got to use the apps sometimes before meeting people so I was on one of them apps and I was chatting to this ch chatting to this little Korean senorita and then she was like just want to call me instead so I, so we had, ended up having a phone call and uh, she seemed fine, she's cool, but like every so often in the background I could hear <coughs> and I kind of, I didn't want to like embarrass her like and be like what the hell is that? Uh, so it just kept going and I was like still talking to her like with, it was like an elephant in the room, you know, just avoiding talking about it. <coughs> And then she eventually goes, oh, I'm sorry about that noise. That's, that's my son. And I was like, so when she said that, two things came into my head. Number one, all right, she's got a little fucking kid. That's interesting. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking I'm, I, I want to do a runner at this point, which is not true. I know there's a lot of guys out there that would never date a single mother, but I'm, I would not. I would like to think that I wouldn't be like that. I, I I think that's a bit of a dickish move, to be honest. Everyone's got, you know, other shit going on before you met them. So, uh, I, yeah, so I, I don't think I would have a problem being, like, dating someone that's had a kid. Um, so, yeah, that's that's point number one. Okay, I'm, she's a single mother, fair play. Number two is if she's got a baby or a kid that is making that sort of fucking noise... Now I'm worried. I mean, it could be like Rosemary's baby or something. Do you know what I mean? Like a little devil child. I was like, how is a kid making that sort of noise? <coughs> Honestly, it sounded like a fucking, like a goat coughing. So I was like a bit concerned at this point. But I didn't say anything. Obviously, I'm not going to embarrass her and be like, your kid sounds like that. What the hell? What are you feeding it? Um, but yeah, we keep on chatting. And eventually she fucking, you know, breaks the news. She, when she said her son, 
She means a fucking little chihuahua. She's got a little fucking chihuahua, isn't she? So she just, she failed to fucking explain that when she said son, she means like her pet dog. Because I know some people do that, like my little baby boy or my little baby girl about their little tiny designer dog. But yeah, she was on about a fucking chihuahua. She had a, the chihuahua was ill and it kept coughing up like fur and shit. So yeah, my, I was like, okay, cool. She hasn't got a little devil, demon child. Uh, but yeah, not really chatted since. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that goes with the old devil dog. Anyway, next song. This is a bit of, uh, I get, I don't really know. I never know how to categorize electronic music. I'm like, is this dubstep? Is this deep house? I don't really know, but you tell me. This is um, Luke Hess and Omar S. Luke Hess, Omar S, and the song is called Narrow Road.
Luke S. Narrow Road. Naughty. Tune. Very cheeky. I like it. It's, uh, you know, you just just groovy in it if you're into that sort of stuff, which I hope people are, you know. I do, I do wonder if there's people listening and they go, oh, this is all right, this is. And then they go, what the fuck is this? It's like... Open your eyes, man. Open your fucking heart. You know what I mean? It's, there's different music in the world. And you should enjoy all, all parts of it. I'm not saying, like, like everything. Do you know those people that go, oh, I just like anything? Which basically just means I don't have an opinion about music and I'm a bit boring. Um, but, yeah, I quite like that song. Anyway, um, where were we? Oh, by the way, I just want to apologise, actually, because... I uh, I didn't. I'll feel a bit bad about bringing up the old Prince Philip thing, because not because he's dead. I don't give a fuck about that. But I've told myself not to bring current affairs into this podcast. You know, so anything that's just like breaking uh, or talking about you know the latest news story, I'm not going to do that sort of shit. So scrap that. Forget I ever did it. Uh, and I'll try not to do it again in the future. It was just because my phone kept fucking going off about, here's what such and such had to say about him. I was like, I don't care. <sighs> Sorry. Have you ever noticed, um, do you know those, those people that shout the loudest about how much they hate paedophiles and, you know, the people that go, oh, I hate pedos, pedos should get the death penalty. The people that are basically, they, they're the ones that talk the loudest about how much they hate paedophiles they're the, the they look like the sort of people that you wouldn't want your teenage daughter to be around it's ironic in it it's like you know that bloke at like the village pub that always tries to get the the teenage barmaid a, a drink or waits for her to finish to see if she'll have a drink with him it's always those sort of blokes that moan about how much they hate paedophiles the most uh which i find a bit funny um, it's kind of like that I mean I've got to be careful with what I say here. I don't want to get cancelled but you know that Chris Rock that famous Chris Rock bit from a long time ago where he said there's two different types of black people there's black people and n-words and basically what he's saying is like there's a there's a group of black people that like make the rest of them look bad is what he's trying to say right and one of his things that he says is is those people um they always want credit for something they're supposed to do. They always want credit for things they're supposed to do. So I take care of my kids. And he's like, you're supposed to take care of your kids, you dumb motherfucker. And it's actually, you know, it's, it's hilarious. But that's kind of, it's the same, it's, I mean, it's the same ballpark as these guys. It's like, what they think like they have the moral high ground, but if they think that makes them a good person by moaning about how much they hate pedos, it's like, yeah, we all do, mate. We all, we're all aware that they're fucking horrible and it's like the worst thing ever. You don't need to like shout or, or protest about it all the time. You, do you know what I mean? It's just funny. Cause, and and the, the, the type of people that hate them, are, they're always like those fucking like racists and sexists and... It's, I had this funny, funny thought the other day where, say you want to be a better person, right? You, you, you're at a crossroads in your life and you're like, right, I, I, I need to be a better person. And the way you model that is doing the opposite of what like a horrible dickhead does. So what does a horrible dickhead do? He's racist. Okay, so I'll do the opposite. I won't be racist. I'll be anti-racist. 
Uh, next, what is he? He's sexist. Uh, okay, so I won't be sexist. I'll be a feminist. Uh, I'll be anti-sexism. Uh, you know, what else? He, he's lazy. Okay, so I'll be hard-working. Uh, and then you get to paedophile. Oh, he hates paedophiles. He's like, for fuck's sake, now I've got to be a paedophile. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be funny, wouldn't it? Uh, anyway, um, I think I think with that, I should probably play the last song and quickly fucking get out of here sharpish. <laughs> so this is um, this is Silvermount Zion. So you may know them, or you may know Dev. It's uh, a guy called Ephraim Menuk, who is the main dude from uh, Godspeed You Black Emperor. Uh, and obviously, you know, if you're into post-rock, they're like the fucking, the kings of post-rock, aren't they? Um, but yeah, they got an, he's got another band with some other people called Silver Mount Zion. And there's a lot more vocals in this band, but they're quite similar. They're not as, Godspeed get a bit epic, don't they, sometimes? I don't think these guys do as much. It's not as, doesn't get so crazy, but they've got more vocals in them, these guys. But this is a song called The Triumph of Our Tired Eyes by Silvermount Zion.
Silver Mount Zion, the triumph of our tired eyes. Good song, that. Nice one to end on. Um, so, yeah. Thank you for listening. Oh, I've got to do the plug of the week. Plug of that week. So, this week, I'm going to... I'll just say now, I did try and find their Instagram, but it's it's gone. So, I'm going to give you their website. Uh, but it's, this is a, a dear old friend of mine I've not seen for a long time, but... Uh, she's very cool, um, but she's got a sort of a, a merchandise um, brand where she makes clothes and textiles and this, that, the other. Uh, and it's all sort of organically made, ethically made, self-sustainable, those words that I'm not quite sure what they mean, but I know they're good things. Um, so, yeah, check them out. There's a lot of like tie-dye and quite interesting colours on a lot of them, but it's... Uh, milunitashop.co.uk so I'm going to spell that for you M-I-L-U-N-I-T-A S-H-O-P dot co dot U-K milunitashop.co.uk there's some very good clothes on there uh, so check it out and buy some because they're dope um, and that's me for the day I've just read a few of those songs are about six, six seven minutes long today so they, uh, they're going to be it's probably a bit longer episode episode this one but I am now going to um, go wash my sheets I'm going to have a beer and then I'm going to edit this so whatever you're doing maybe you're I don't know going to climb a hill or go fishing or maybe you'll uh, you know go McDonald's or go to a discotheque or visit your nan who knows? Whatever you're doing, have a great day. And I will see you for episode five whenever it comes out. See you later.